the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast that I pray as being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So, without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We're sharing a powerful message with you that's called Our Response to the Word. A lot of saints don't know that when it comes to us receiving what God's Word says, we can have. Most of the time, we have a part to play in whether we'll have or not have what God said we can have. Although God sends His Word to us to let us know about the things He's willing to do, they don't automatically happen for me and you. The key to our having and living out what God's Word says that we can have is our response to God's Word. If we respond properly to God's Word, we'll experience all the things that God has made available to me and you. But if we don't respond properly to God's Word for whatever reason, then we'll never experience the things or the life that God says in His Word that we can have and that He'll do. And that'll be because we didn't respond properly to the Word God said to me and you. That's why it's so important, brothers and sisters, that we learn to respond properly to God's Word. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Our Response to the Word. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Hebrews chapter 4, please. Have an ear to hear what the Lord's going to say. You're going to be blessed. Now, in order to save your soul, God's going to send you a word. Because that word is going to do awesome things for you. We'll see what it does here. Starting with verse 9. It says, For therefore, for there remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. There is. There's a rest waiting on you. But you don't have to go through all this struggle, all this strain, all this pain, all this worrying about what's going to happen tomorrow, what's going to happen the day after that, and is this going to turn out right? Is that going to turn out right? No, you ain't going to be dealing with all that la-la. God never intended your life to be a drama, and he flat out didn't intend it to be a comedy. Are you listening to me? God intended your life to be good. Blessed be his name. He says, so there's a rest waiting on you. Verse 10 says, for he that is entered into his rest, he also hath ceased from his own works, as God did from his. God wants you to cease from your own works. Let's, let us labor, therefore, to enter into that rest. Lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. Because if you don't enter into the rest that God has in store for you, then you're going to fall example. You're going to fall to the same example of unbelief, whereas you just don't believe what God has to say. Verse 12 is the solution. It says, for the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and the marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight, but all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Speaking of Jesus, praise God. So of course we've learned that this word of God is quick and is powerful. We learn that it's quick, which means alive and life giving. We learn that it's powerful, which means it's active and operative. We learn that it's alive and life-given and it's active and operative. It's coming to bring you a life and to cause you to come alive. 
and it's active and operative. It goes to work to be able to cause that thing to be able to happen for each and every one of us. One of the ways it does that is because it's sharper than any two-edged sword. We learned last time that it pierces even to divide and asunder of the soul and the spirit. Which means the word of God comes in and begins to start uh, separating your soul from your spirit. Allowing you the ability to make a decision based upon the word of God and not based upon the tainted soul that you had previously. But then it not only does that, but then it goes on to say, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. That's what we worked on solidly last week. Is that this word is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of your heart. We learned that that word discerner means two basic things. Number one, it's a critic, a critic that operates as a judge, a critic that operates as a judge. And we use Judge Judy as an example to be able to say how she has to sit and listen to all this information from all these folk that's lying and telling the truth and lying at the same time so that they can tip the scales in their favor. But she sits and listens to this information and then she discerns, that's discerner, discerns or begins to start sifting through the information to be able to turn, determine what's relevant and what's ir- irrelevant to this case. What is uh, imperative and what is uh, pertinent, impertinent and what's pertinent to this case. She has to sift through this information and then she throws out the stuff that's irrelevant, holds on to the stuff that makes sense and then she uses that to make her decision. Well, it's the same thing with us. We found out that we've been making decisions based upon a lot of impertinent information, stuff that has nothing to do with what it is that's going on and what God said he wants to do in your life. God said he wants you to be rich. God said he wants to provide you every need. It's irrelevant what kind of educational level that you have. That's impertinent information. That has no bearing on the case whatsoever. If God said that he's going to heal you and the doctor said that they have no cure, that is impertinent information as to whether or not God's going to do what he said he's going to do. Because God is the healer. Are you listening to me? God is the great physician. And so a lot of us have been making decisions of whether or not we're going to lean the whole of our existence on what God has to say based upon what something else has to say. God says, no, you, that's impertinent. And he's going to go through our mind and help us to realize what information is relevant, what information is irrelevant that we've been basing our life upon. And we also learn that it, is, that, that it also is a sifter, which means it begins to sift the information and sort through so that it can separate the stuff that can be used in our life and the stuff that's not to be used in our life the stuff that will be used to be able to help our life to be better and what's not used. Because in each and every one of our mind, there are thoughts that ought not be there. There are ways of thinking that ought not be there. There are attitudes that should not be there. But those attitudes, those thoughts and everything else is what gets in the way of us receiving what God has to say. That when God says what he's willing to do, we'll be like, I don't know about all that. Oh, this, that's, that's bit much. That's, that's crazy. Why is that? Because those thoughts that are in our head begin to go to work to be able to say, you can't have it. You can't do it. That's crazy. How do you expect to happen? How do you expect to do that? How much education you got? You don't know enough. You ain't got enough money. You ain't got enough connections. You ain't this. You ain't that. You ain't this. But all of these are anti-thoughts that are set in our head by the anti-Christ to be able to make sure that we become anti what God tells us. But if we get rid of all this anti-stuff, they come from the Antichrist, then there's nothing anti stopping you from receiving what God has in store for you, and you can boldly move forward into the things that God has planned for you. We've been learning that, praise God, and, 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 and awesome things in relationship to that. That word that God sends you is going to discern the very thoughts and intents of your heart to give you the opportunity to be able to recognize whether or not you're thinking what you should be thinking so that you can be able to step into the things that God has planned for each and every one of us. 
Because each of us, once again, has to deal with this concept. Every single one of us. But one of the things that I love is that that Bible says no creature is not subject under his sight. That he can see clearly what goes on in each and every one of us. Because every one of us think that we are right. Every one of us think that our thinking is fine. Every one of us think it's okay, but the word of God will come and show you whether, show us whether or not it should be or should not be what uh, we should be thinking to get what God has in store for us. Turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Gets good right here. Plug in. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. You're going to learn something powerful. Find out what's been in the way of you receiving what God has to say. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. We'll start reading in verse 3. Because see, there's a war that's going on on the inside of you that God wants to end. For though we walk in the flesh, verse 3 say, we do not war after the flesh. Although we walk in the flesh, we live in this world in a, in a fleshly body, but we don't war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare, verse 4 says, are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of stronghold. The weapons of our warfare, what we use to be able to fight the war, that's our weapons, is not carnal. It's not fleshly. It's not of this world. You know, you as a Christian don't fight kind of like of this world. You don't utilize the things that this world utilizes to win the battles that God has in store for you. Because the weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of stronghold. Or another way of phrasing it, if I could rephrase, is that God will give you a mighty weapon that operates through him to do what's necessary for you to win. And what will it do? Pull down strongholds. These strongholds that he's talking about are not like you, you know, you know, hear a lot of spooky Christianity and stuff like that about all these strongholds in the heavenlies that up above every city, all up in the clouds is a, is, is a stronghold. And you need to learn to pull down all these strongholds up in these clouds. The Bible, show it to me anywhere. The Bible doesn't show you anything about no strongholds in no clouds. The Bible teaches that the strongholds are between our ears. The Bible teaches that the strongholds are between our ears. Why is that? Because whether you go from city to city to city to city, if the, if it's the stronghold is in the city, then when you leave that city, the influence is gone. But why is it that we go to city to city to city, but the same thing is in each of those cities? Why? Because what he does is put the information in your thinking, in your head, so that no matter where you go, you'll still have an opportunity to live dead. Come on now. You got some folk that be giving testimony. Man, I, this is my third church I've been to. And all three churches, I just keep running into the same thing. I just keep running into the same thing. Well, Precious, if you was the one that was on all three churches, then it might not have nothing to do with the church. It's probably got to do with you. Amen. Are you listening to me? Amen. Every job that I'm on, they just seem like they just, they, just, they, just, they just pick on me. You know, every job I'm on, they, do, they just do this to me. No, well, maybe it might not be you. Maybe it might not be them. Maybe it's you. Because what Satan will do is put a thinking on the inside of you that'll cause that you think is right. That will cause you to conduct yourself in a particular type of way because the Bible teaches that as a man thinketh, so is he. You're going to conduct yourself according to the way you think. Back when I was in the streets in the hood, I thought it was okay to slap folk upside their head if they look at you wrong. That's the way I was raised. But yet you go into another environment and get ready to slap somebody and stuff like that. So you got you a problem. Because that's not the correct behavior to be able to be operating in. Come on up in here. I mean, I came out of the hood with a halfway decent education, praise God. Got me a job in corporate America. But then when the boss will say something I don't like, I figure I'm supposed to slap him upside his head too. Why? Because in my thinking, it's okay to slap folk upside their head when they do something wrong to you. Anybody feeling me up in here? In my neighborhood, it was okay to cuss folk out. You, you just did that. You just cuss folk out. You know, you, you curse folk. 
in case you don't speak like we did, cuss folk out. We cuss folk out. They say something you don't like, you bleep, they bleep, talk about their mama and everything else. But see, that's not correct behavior. But in my hood, I thought I was trained that it was. So in my mind, that's just normal behavior. Somebody won't walk up to you in a restaurant. What can I do for you? Bleep the bleep. I'll tell you what you can do for me. And then, you know, and then, and then you, y'all looking at me like I'm crazy. Then you go do this and you wonder why things ain't working out well for you. How come I can't bleep, bleep the bleep? I can't get a promotion. Bleep the bleep. And it's <laughs> intelligent than a mug. But no professionalism Amen. because I'm doing all this cussing. Yes, sir. And I'm thinking like, see, see, it, I know the problem. Because there's another thought that's been put up in there also to substantiate my ignorant activity. Amen. That's I know the problem. I'm a black man in a white man's world. That's the problem. Ain't no room out here for a brother with no intelligence. You know, so, so, come on, y'all looking at me like I'm crazy. But, but it ain't got nothing to do with all of that. It's got to do with my crazy thinking that Satan put in my mind, taught me it's right, and I'm living my life according to it from that point forward. And so my problem exists not in them, but it's in me. Amen. So the weapons of your warfare, they're not carnal. I ain't got to put up my dukes and fight nobody. But through the word of God, they're going to pull down the strongholds that exist in my mind. Amen. They're going to pull them down. So the point that no longer will I think that that's right. No longer will I conduct myself according to that. And therefore, I won't get those negative results anymore. Right. God's trying to end your negative results and turn them positive by getting rid of the strongholds that are in your mind that you don't even know nothing about. You think's okay, but they're governors to you to be able to move forward in what God has in store for you. That word stronghold means thoughts, images, and views. Thoughts, images, and views. And they've become rooted in your mind. They're just up in there. In fact, they're fortified. Like they done dug into your mind. And it carries the idea of the fact that you hold it safely. That you hold it safely. Like this is what gives you safety. Like for instance, when I would, you know, not be able to get promoted, it was safe. This is safe thinking for me. I would go back to this because this was safe. I could settle into this. That is just, they just like this against ethnic people. They hate ethnic people. And so I think like that because that's safe for me. Then I go find some other fools that think like me, and we all surround ourselves, and we, uh, we all, you know, be hitting, hanging out in the barbershop together. Yeah, man, I ain't getting nothing going either. What about you? Ain't nothing happening for me. What about you? Ain't nothing happening for me. And then we all walk around thinking it's crazy stuff, and we supporting ourselves and to the point where Satan is just sitting back laughing, thinking like, man, I could take the day off because now nah, I only have to work on them because they're doing it to themselves now. But God said, I got a word that's going to, I'm going to share with you that's going to go up inside of your head and identify every one of these crazy thoughts that's sitting inside of your head and then allow you through me to pull this stuff down. Through me to pull this stuff down to the point that it don't exist no more. Are you listening to me? Destroy word stronghold also translates castle. Imagine inside of your head are little castles, whole kingdoms. That are just up in there. I mean, big old castles, drawbridges and all. Praise God, they're just sitting up inside of here. And every castle has an inhabitant. And inside of your castle are little thoughts. They're just sitting up inside of there and stuff like that. And they don't, they just sit up there and mind their own business until you go into an area or until you get ready to cross over into their area. We learned last week that these thoughts are voice activated. Praise God, that the moment you begin to start saying a particular thing, then they start coming out. Glory to God, they just come out and all these thoughts come out. Like, for instance, you start hearing that, you know, you can be rich. 
You know, all these thoughts come out. All these thoughts come out, and then they, they start attacking it. You can't be rich. You can't do this. You can't have that. You can't do this. And so since they're with you, then they follow you around everywhere. You can't get rid of them. So I'm here thinking that I, can, I done heard the word from God. And then we continue to operate according to foolishness. Never step what God has in store for us. God's about to set us free. Yes, he is. Along with these strongholds, can, can we talk? Along with these strongholds come imaginations. Now, if the strongholds ain't bad enough, but imaginations is even more jacked up. Because imaginations are computations and reasonings. Computations and reasonings. And see, these computations and reasonings paint a picture for us that become the image that we trust as true and order our lives according to. Because your imagination will paint a picture for you. See, God designed your imagination to be able to paint a picture that whatever he says to you, you can see it. You can see it. But Satan likes wants to come in and like, you know, mess up your imagination. So no matter what God says, you still see the bad thing, the bad image of what you can't have. God's trying to deliver us from that. Because those images cause computations and reasonings to happen on the inside of us. Whereas we begin to figure. Well, this is what I figure. Here's what I think. How about this one? Y'all, y'all don't want to work with that one? My thing is. You know, everybody got my thing is. See, my thing is. Or see, it's, it, 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 it seems as though. And then we begin to start figuring how things should be. Even if we believe God will come through for us. We'll figure how he should come through for us. And we'll begin to compute how it should happen. And God's trying to come from this angle, but you done already figured it's supposed to be over this way. And then you sitting there trying to get God to shift to your program. God said, no, you need to understand I'm Lord. You ain't Lord. It's going to roll my way. In case you don't speak that way, praise God, then you need to come and align yourself with my way of thinking. And I promise I will manifest things for you. But if you speak like I speak, come on, roll my way. God, see, we're trying to get God to operate the way we want him to operate. And to do it the way we think it should operate. But God said, no, 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 it's going to be my way. So you got to understand, in order to get what God has in store for you, you got to learn to do it his way. Not your way. Not based upon your computations, your figuring, your reasoning. All these things gets up in the way because you got some imagination in there that's not set by God that this is the way it should be. That this is the way it should it should happen. This is the way it should go down. This is what all I should have to do. See, it seems like all I should have to do is this and then God will come through. God says, that's all cute and everything, but it ain't going to work because the only thing going to work is my way. Do it my way. I'm going to lead you and guide you to the thing I have in store for you. Try to do it any other way. You're going to mess it up. And then the wildest part about it is that God will show us the way, but we'll still reject it. Turn to Romans chapter 1. God will show us the way, but we'll still reject it. Romans chapter 1, start reading in verse 16. Paul says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Why is that? For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. There it is again. That's us, the just. We live by faith. We trust in and rely on what God says. We don't do it based on our own reasoning and computations and thoughts, but we do it based on what God said. 
For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness. And since the word and is there, you can carry that word all over. That's still correct English. All ungodliness and all unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Because that which may, that which may be known of God is manifest in them. For God have showed it unto us. See, God will show you what can be manifested in your life. Verse 20 says, for the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen. Not just can you see it, but you can clearly see it. Being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. I like this verse personally. Whenever I talk to what people call agnostics and or atheists, you know, you know, which are both oxymorons because there is no such thing as a person who does not know that God exists because the Bible says everybody knows God exists. Even to the point that they know his Godhead. They might not understand it, but they know it because he's clearly shown it to everybody. Verse 21, because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. Neither were thankful, but became vain in their imagination. I like that because that word vain right there is talking about fruitless and empty. Because our imaginations can become fruitless and empty. Those same imaginations that were designed by God to help us to get to where he has in store for us will become fruitless and empty. Because when God shows you what he wants to show you, you don't accept it as though this is God. You're like, I ain't ain't going with that. No, I ain't believing that. That's rejecting his word like we're teaching about. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. Neither were thankful but were vain in their imagination, watch this now, and their foolish heart was darkened. (laughs) Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. It says their foolish heart became darkened to the point where the light went out. See, when the light goes out, it reduces your ability to be able to see things clearly. When the light goes out, it reduces your ability to be able to see things clearly. Now, now, you know, we're in Texas, praise God, see. And in Texas, there are some parts of this city that at night, when the night falls, that's it. You ain't seeing nothing else. Come on now. I know they did, you know. I remember, I remember seeing my, where I grew up, I grew up in, a, in Detroit, Michigan. It's like a concrete jungle. So I don't care, nighttime, you always can see. It's darker, but you can see because there's street lights everywhere and building lights everywhere and there's lights everywhere, basically. So you basically can always see. And what we call dark, it wasn't really dark. But here in some parts in Texas, where there's no lights, no place, and you just look into an area and it's just black and you can't see nothing. See, that's what's going on in people's hearts because they have rejected the light of the word of God, which leaves their area dark, their hearts dark. And see, you got to understand darkness exists because darkness is an absence of light. That if we reject what God has to say about the matter, our hearts will will be darkened in that area, which means we won't see clearly, which means that we can think we have the right thing, but have the wrong thing. We can think we're doing the right thing, but do the wrong thing. We can think we're headed in the right direction, but going in the wrong direction. But when the light comes, it shows you where you stand and show you what direction you need to go, show you what you need to do. And so that's why we should receive what God has to say. Because God is going to give you what's necessary for you to be able to accomplish what he has in store for you. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed for what the word of God had to say. I hope you're learning and becoming inspired to respond to God's word properly so that all that God wants to do for me and you can actually be received, lived out, and enjoyed by me and you. I hope you're receiving the understanding of the importance of being mindful to respond properly to God's word. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. 
That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and check us out. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. So, come on through. I guarantee that you'll be blessed when you do. And speaking of coming through, I have something for all the ladies in San Antonio and surrounding areas to do. We invite all of you to come out to our Blessed Women of God biannual Women's Wisdom Conference this week. Opening night will be Thursday evening at 645. And trust me, ladies, it's going to be all the way live. There'll be three sessions on Friday, 10 a.m., in the morning, 12 noon, and 6.45 p.m. And there'll be three sessions on Saturday, beginning at 9.30 a.m. with the Blessed Woman of God Breakfast and all-you-can-eat breakfast prepared for the Brothers of Word of Faith for you, ladies. There'll also be another session at 12.30 p.m. And the closing session will be Saturday evening at 6.45. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. Childcare and VIP transportation service are provided, all at no charge. Don't miss this awesome opportunity to be blessed at the Blessed Woman of God Woman's Wisdom Conference at Word of Faith SA. You're going to walk away knowing because the wisdom of God is going to be flowing at the Blessed Woman of God Woman's Wisdom Conference here at Word of Faith SA. So come on and let the Lord speak to you at the Blessed Woman of God Woman's Wisdom Conference that's starting Wednesday evening at 645 and ending Saturday evening at 645. So ladies, come on through and bring some sisters with you when you do. You'll be so glad you did, and they will too. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 